The Mitsubishi Pajero has been in Australia since 1983. It was once the byword for four-wheel driving in general and Mitsubishi in particular. As we have moved from the image of four-wheel driving to SUVs, the Pajero has had to face much more opposition. There's always been Toyota, which still dominates the segment with the Prado and Kluger. The Mitsubishi Pajero is in 10th spot, but this is because they also now have the Pajero Sport, which is in 11th position in its segment. If you combine the two sales figures, Pajero would be in 5th place. But the Pajero Sport is different from the base Pajero. It certainly looks different. And it sells at a very competitive price, starting at $45,000 plus on roads. Makes the Ford Everest seem priced in the pure luxury class. Ian Crawford, the respected motoring journalist, and I have been driving the car. Ian joins me on the line now. Ian, thanks very much for your time. Always a pleasure, David. There is a trend to having sports versions of the traditional four-wheel drive. Certainly in the case of, of the Pajero Sport, it's got the word sport in its name, um, as, as does Range Rover Sport and Land Rover Sport and others. But it doesn't really mean it's a sports car. It's a very capable SUV. It's not a sports SUV like Audi's uh, SQ5 or its soon-to-arrive SQ7. But it is a, a real advance on the old Pajero. We've had Land Rover Sport in the Discovery, and we've had, and they've also got their Range Rover Sport. It's uh, really going a bit beyond the traditional boxy versions into more stylish models. Now, the new Pajero Sport is uh, based on the Triton, I believe. Uh, yes, David, it is on the Triton platform, and there is a bit of a tendency for companies to do that. The Everest, the Ford thing is on the Ranger platform, the Isuzu MUX is, is on their Utes platform. The Fortuna from Toyota is, is on the Hilux platform. And Colorado 7s on the Colorado Holden Ute platform. So there is quite a trend uh, to use the platforms of their Utes a bit more widely. Do you like the look of this one? It is certainly more stylish than the boxy Fajero that is also in the fleet. I like the look of it side on and front on. Uh, I think the rear treatment's an acquired taste and I haven't quite acquired it yet. I think the taillight treatment on the end's a little bit strange. If you, if you think about some of the other SUVs like the, like Volvos and some Nissan X-Trails, Honda CRV, they tend to put the, the sort of taillights, if you like, up the C pillar. With the Pajero Sport, it goes down the C pillar onto the, onto the tailgate level with the bumper bar so it looks rather like a sort of a red cat's tail hanging down to me but certainly from the front it's got the um, Mitsubishi dynamic shield as they call it grilled and frontal treatments very chromey and got quite aggressive styling we first saw that look on the latest Outlander so I, I think it works very well pretty well all round except my jury is still out on the rear treatment. I struggle a bit with the back. It looks like a torch, a long, thin torch, both sides of the stoplights going all the way down. I think the sloping line of it's pretty good on the roof line, almost a little bit like the Range Rover Evoque compared to the boxy shape of the traditional version of the Bajero. What about the engine and the gearbox options? Do you have much there? Yeah, the engine uh, is an all-new 2.4-litre, uh, four-cylinder turbo diesel, 133 kilowatts and 430 newton metres. They've mated it with a great new eight-speed sequential sport-shifting automatic, and the two work beautifully together. Mm. It's a very fuel-efficient engine as well, way better than the old Challenger, which is the Mitsubishi that it replaced.
I think it's a much better car than that, and you're right. I think it's rated at about 8 litres per 100, and you can pretty well get that as you go around. The standard fuel tank is just 68 litres, which isn't as big as, say, the Triton. But then again, Triton only has a 5-speed automatic gearbox. Now, let's go to the interior. Your reflections on that? I think the interior is pretty classy. It's not sort of a a hard plasticky ute-like interior. It's got chrome-rimmed, almost Audi-like, dials it's got a pretty striking blend of piano back plastic and and metal look trim highlights on the console and the the center stack i spent all of my time in the top spec of the three the exceed it's got leather trim and all in all uh, the seats are i think right up there with the best in class i think they've done pretty well with the interior in fact the exceed has a dvd player in the back you don't see that that often it took us a while to find the headphones to keep the kid happy and of course he didn't have any dvds once he found them no cd player in in it either but i've got to say about this what do you think about the boot space in it it's not class leading but it does have uh, 673 from the floor to the top of the rear back seat and uh, if you drop the rear seat down at the moment it's only a five-seater but there is a seven-seater coming if you drop the second row rear seat backs down you get 1624 litres which is uh, which is pretty good i think the fact that a seven-seater is coming is an important point it's not that we have necessarily a lot of big families i think people just like the opportunity to be able to carry the kids friends around with it as well three models uh, let's have a look at the features in some of them anything good in the base model glx well you've got rear view camera and reversing sensors you've got a seven inch color touch screen with voice control that's fairly tricky these days uh, you got electric park brake and a digital radio, which is not much good outside capital cities at the moment. I do like the fact that you do have a t- tilt and telescopic steering wheel. That's a very good point. I get very annoyed when I get in some of the um, some of the Utes and the Ute-based SUVs that don't have reach adjustment for the steering wheel, just height adjustment, uh, because I, you know, I've always said dr- dialing up the perfect driving position is absolutely essential for, for good driving and comfortable driving. Um, and I'm, I'm very pleased that the, uh, the Pajero Sport has got that. Yeah, I think the Everest from Ford doesn't have that, which is a shame. Moving up, what about the mid-range GLS? A few extra features in that? Yeah, well, your air conditioning becomes dual zone, so it's more comfortable for all of the passengers. You get leather trim, you get electric seat adjustment for the two front seats and uh, dusk sensing headlights. There's a few range of features there that I think are quite helpful, but you spent a lot of time with the top of the range Exceed. What's that got? That adds things like blind spot monitoring, which is excellent, on, especially on you know, freeway driving. It's got forward collision mitigation, what Mitsubishi calls its ultrasonic misacceleration mitigation system. Uh, heated front seats with power adjustment uh, and an eight-speaker audio system. It's got electrochromatic revision mirror and all-round monitoring and the rear seat DVD entertainment system. It's interesting, of course, typically of most cars on the market, it is the extra safety features that you get actually in the very top model. Okay, if it's pretty good inside and got a fair number of features, how does it drive on the road? To compare it with either its its namesake, the, the old... Trident Troopagero and the Challenger that it's replaced, it's like chalk and cheese. It's a way more sophisticated vehicle than either of those vehicles. It's quiet and refined. The engine works a treat with the eight-speed automatic. 
It doesn't pitch and roll much, doesn't wallow on corners. It's it's a very well-sorted vehicle. He'll start ascent and trailer sway control. If you've got a trailer with electric brakes, I think that's rather good. And uh, adjustable speed limiter, there's a, a range of things for it. Off-road, I've heard that it's pretty competent. On the national media launch uh, in December last year, we went on the Stockton Bight Sand Dunes uh, near Newcastle, as well as some pretty challenging bush tracks in the state forest um, in behind Maitland and the new Pajero Sport absolutely covered itself in glory. The sand, which I hadn't been on before, as I said, was the way it handled that was just spectacular. Uh, we dropped the tyres to 14 psi, uh, put it in sand mode, which is one of the settings you can get, and it just romped around the sand dunes with absolutely no trouble at all. You got two high, uh, four high, four high with a diff lock and four low with a diff lock two high and four high can be dialed in at speeds below 100 kilometers an hour which is pretty good you can't argue with its off-road ability driving on sand is a real test of a car really drags down and if you haven't got a good system that's certainly the area that's going to highlight that so i think the eight-speed gearbox probably gives you a good ratio in a lot of those situations the other thing about the car it has a five-star crash rating which i think is good so finally on price it starts at forty-five thousand plus on roads where does it go from there well the top spec exceed that i've spent all of my driving time in it is 52 750 now if you compare that with the top spec everest titanium which i agree at the moment is a seven seater and that the sport isn't just yet but will be that's seventy seven thousand odd dollars so even the the fortuna crusade from toyota is over sixty thousand so this new Pajero Sport is very sharply priced. The Everest Titanium has an awful lot of technology in it, particularly the screen and what it can do, but gee, you, you are paying for the privilege. Finally, with the Pajero, do they strongly back up the product? You get a five-year, 100,000-kilometre new car warranty. Service is, is uh, cap-priced. Uh, service intervals are uh, 15,000 or days or 12 months, whichever comes first. Yeah, it's got one of the better one of the better warranties and uh, and product backing uh, regimes out there. A nice improvement and certainly value for money. Uh, Ian, lovely to talk to you. Thanks again for your time. Always a pleasure, David. That's Ian Crawford, your respected motoring journalist, and we were talking about the Mitsubishi Pajero Sport.